alien spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system. Hello and welcome to the... 30th annual Subliminal Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody, and I'm joined by my pal Phil. How are you doing? Doing good, buddy. How about yourself? Um, Well, as you can probably hear, I'm a bit sniffly still. Now, let's let the audience know that, no, I have not been sick for a week straight. This week's been a little chaotic for recording. Um, I'm sure if there's fans of Bumblebub Podcast, you probably noticed we've had some recording issues. So we're just recording about two days after we recorded last week's episode. So if I sound sick, that's why. I'm not like dying of some weird disease. So, uh, but yeah, we're gonna, I'm doing better. I'm feeling better today. I got uh, a light sweat going on and uh, hopefully... Hopefully it'll go away by the end of this recording. So, uh, Phil, anything exciting going on in Arizona? Ah, no, not really. Just uh, fucking trudging through life like always. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I listened to the uh, the latest episode of the Bumblebutt podcast uh, with Adam and his brother. It was pretty good. It it did sound like they recorded it in the back of a covered wagon. (laughs) (laughs) That makes a that that makes a good point. Um, What if you had a traveling podcast that you did out of a a covered wagon like you just strolled around in a horse carriage with a covered wagon and just stopped in small towns and then did interviews in the back you think people would go for that like yeah i don't know i mean you you relive it in the back of a van you relive the oregon trail that's that's your ultimate goal you want to relive you're doing real life oregon trail that would be a good way to catch typhoid and die. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to like borrow about eight kids and see how many make it by the time you get there. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little surprised that anyone like in America at that time made it past like Wyoming, considering all the people on the Oregon Trail that must have died from typhoid if that game oh, is correct. Oh, God. God, you can only imagine like you basically you step on a rock and cut your foot and you can fucking die of sepsis like. It just yeah. everything will kill you. Um, so <laughs> something I wanted to, to to tell you and the the audience, I looked it up, I think it was yesterday night, because I was curious, you know, we like to talk about college football and whatever, and uh, did you see what rank the Minnesota Golden Gophers are? Are they, do they break top 25? No, they're literally 25. So Oh, they, they put them right on the border. Yeah, they're right at 25. Um, yeah, I saw, like, they must have really moved the rankings because Clemson is like six now or whatever, right? Yeah, um, they're still good. I mean, they could still beat most every team in the country. It's just people are starting to realize maybe this year they're not as good as they were in previous years. Yeah. Um, I mean, all of those rankings are kind of bullshit anyway. So. Do you do you think the long-haired guy, I can't think of his fucking name, like... Do you think he's going to be like an NFL caliber quarterback? Um, 
No, not because he's not good. Um, people who are like, so dudes who are quarterbacks on those really good college teams don't actually make it very well in the NFL because they didn't have to face a lot of adversity. They had a stout line. They always had really good wide receivers to throw it to. And they usually had an awesome running back to take the heat off of them. Right. So, um, right. But dude, I bet like he is fucking slain at college right now. <laughs> you think the like, chicks love him? Oh, I bet. Like, dude. He was doing the little walk into like the field, and like all these chicks were just going fucking crazy for him. Like he, do- I bet that dude doesn't even get any sleep. Like, what if I? What if he was like actually the youngest Hanson kid? Like they did that a, could be also they did like a Katy Perry Jean Benet thing where the youngest Hanson kid is now the quarterback for Clemson because he has the fucking haircut like they do, and they, he kind of looks like one of them. He looks like he could definitely be a member of the band Hanson. That is true. I remember it's I the was next conspiracy. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I was talking with someone and they were like talking about how Hanson apparently still does music or they just stopped not that long ago. And like they were talking about how their music after Mbop changed a lot, obviously, but it was still good. I don't really believe them, but apparently they were big fans of post Bob Hansen. Um, so I guess everyone should you, check that out and see if they're a liar or not. <laughs> I'm not listening you may, to it. You may have met the only post Umbop Hansen fans on earth. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, that reminds me of uh, fuck fa- that Family Guy episode where they're like, "Ooh, if you could sleep with anybody, who would it be?" And Quagmire's like, "Taylor Hansen." <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I think Joe. This was another coincidence that Joe says Muriel Hemingway, and I never really knew who that was. And I literally just watched a movie starring her. And uh, yeah, uh, I can see why they made fun of it. She's got, she's got like Frankenstein eyebrows. I don't know if it's, <laughs> could that be Ernest's daughter or no? Has he been dead for too uh, long? I have no idea. Hmm. I, I don't, I don't know. actually know when he was born. <laughs> I I have no fucking idea, but uh, I don't know. She's uh, she's a pretty good actress, though. I'll give her that. Um, Might be worth a Google. (laughs) (laughs) So, Phil, uh, before we get started here, what's your confidence level with the uh, the old Hawkeyes this week? Ooh, uh, not good. So basically what I figure is they are probably either going to maybe win by like a point or just get completely blown out. (laughs) Uh, My confidence is down to barely anything after that drumming we took last week are they are they at home they are they are at home and it's a night game and we usually do pretty well um night games at home (laughs) so are they like Kirk cousins like he only plays good if it's not a nationally televised game it has to be at 12 o'clock on a sunday any other time he's just something happens to him and he just has a he's like a reverse werewolf or something like he only plays good at that one certain time and like n- no other time of the day it's like a mythical like good kurt cousins game like no one ever sees it but he did play good that day <laughs> i i follow him on instagram and one one day he like he took a picture of like the minnesota sun's sunrise and then he put a huge Bible quote on there, and I'm just like, come on, dude. That is not... Can you even keep that to yourself? That's not necessary, sir. 
But uh, you're making me not want to follow you right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just quickly blocked him and unfollowed. No, um, I I know the NFL pushes uh, Christianity. I think well, all football players, right? Like they they really push like believing in God and all that on them. It seems like it. I would really like to see an atheist football player. It seems Everyone's like they don't sitting there and it seems like they don't come around until like after they're really old or they retire. Yeah, I would really like to see if they do one of those big uh big group prayers in the locker room and then they show another dude just in the corner like playing on his phone, like not <laughs> participating. That'd be great. He'd be my football hero. Have you watched you haven't watched Last Chance You, have you? No, I haven't. So the very first season there in Mississippi and the coach <laughs> Will literally be screaming and yelling and just going crazy on these guys. Then all of a sudden he goes, Our Father, who art in heaven, I'll be that name. I'm like, what the fuck? He goes from screaming to Our Father in like a split second. It's just, it's so fucking weird. Yeah, they got, I don't know. Some of those like lifetime football dudes though are pretty weird. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, you could see that. Um, it's all the goddamn stress. <laughs> Oh, I, yeah, I don't doubt that one bit. Um, but uh, but anyway, we should probably dive in here. So, uh, Phil, it is your turn. So why don't you take the reins and uh, lead this? Lead us on a conspiracy roller coaster here. Well, I got a pretty big one today. Uh, now, have you ever heard about what may have um, happened to the Nazis fleeing from uh, post World War Two Europe? I've I've heard that they decided to well a few different things I've heard that they decided to go to uh, South America. Yeah, so I've got quite a few of them. Uh, okay, for it's a uh, coming in on the tail end. Uh, I'm just going to go through a little bit of history right now. Okay, Germany before World War One was ascending through the ranks of uh, the world powers, which was uh, a recently formed country. At the beginning of the 20th century, only established as a unified state in January 18th, 1871. Uh, they quickly, though, formed a large empire trying to catch up to the other European empires, such as France and the United Kingdom. Uh, the new state of Germany was quickly becoming the leader among the military powers, already known for their military prowess from the Prussian military tradition and also becoming leaders in many fields of science and also a cultural hub of Europe. Hmm. So who did they, uh, um, they merged with Hungary, right? Is that what it was? So basically what it was, uh, Germany, before it became unified in 1871, uh, was kind of made up of the remnants of the Holy Roman Empire. Uh, they fought each other uh, and European powers up until unification. Um, the strongest military power as i said before were the prussian military and actually uh, a lot of the traditions uh, in american military uh, actually come from the prussians oh really okay even their even their like attire like how they dress um at the time <laughs> it was like being like a being like a uh, like a uniformed military like everyone dressing the same and <laughs> carrying around flags uh, having changing of the guard ceremonies a lot of it came from prussian military i i always remember listening to like dan car or yeah is it dan carlin yeah and he he was talking about world war one and i can't remember which country it was but they like 
were wearing just goofy military outfits while they're like storming in a battle. Oh, it was France. Was it France? And they have yeah. like uh, was, frills, frills and shit in their hat and all that. Yeah, they were on the tail end of. Uh, <laughs> so I'm about to talk to. I'm about to talk about that a little bit. Okay, perfect. Uh, not, not France as much, but yeah, they definitely <laughs> looked ridiculous going into the first battles. So Germany was allied with Austro-Hungary and the Ottoman Empire, forming the Central Powers during World War One, which began after Franz Ferdinand was assassinated in Sarajevo. Uh, Germany uh, tried to capitalize on war between Serbia and Austro-Hungarian Empire. Uh, this was done by attacking Russia and France. Mm-hmm. And Dan Carlin did a really good episode, uh, like a series of episodes on it. So Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, what? Fuck, how many hours is that? That's like... Third is it thirty hours maybe somewhere in there? Yeah, it's it's long. They're multi-hour episodes, and I think there's five of them. Destroyer of Worlds. Well, granted, he does talk extremely slow too. Yeah, and I think he puts them out like once every five months. So. <laughs> yeah, he's so, he's very inco- he's, he's very inconsistent, but he's extremely popular. Oh yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine if we put out an episode every five months. Like, we would have five <laughs> listeners, and they'd all be family members. <laughs> so, long story short, uh, the war was more horrific than anyone could imagine, resulting in thousands of deaths per day on both sides, and leading to horrific trench warfare and chemical warfare. And now, the chlorine gas came from German science and was invented by Fritz Haber, who would become known as the father of chemical warfare. And this kind of came from that German tradition of innovative science that they pretty much took the mantle of during their time as an empire. Okay. That just reminded me, I know it wasn't chlorine gas, but you remember when we're at work and uh, at Mabes and (laughs) that one dummy fucking mixed bleach and whatever you're not supposed to mix with. It was cleaning the floor. Yeah. And it's like. Jesus, he could barely breathe in there. We had to go outside. It was like, what a fucking moron. Yeah, I was uh, cleaning the floors with it, and he was actually the first one to go down. He started throwing up. I think it's bad genes, probably. But all of a sudden, I became lightheaded and like had to get up, go outside, and smoke. Because <laughs> oh, it was bad. He was the guy who kind of looked like Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Yeah, if Stone Cold had, like, chosen some other paths in life, that's what we always said. <laughs> Living in a trailer and fucking um, having an extreme beer gut, basically. I, I, real quick here, I remember that one time, he always he always brought a liter of Mountain Dew in, right? And yeah. you and I were, like, what, 16, 17, and we, we unscrewed the lid of it, and I rubbed jalapeno on the rim of it, and then we put <laughs> it back on there. And then we watched as he took a drink, and he's like, God, why is this so hot? Why is this so hot out here? <laughs> and he never had any idea who, who did it to him. He thought his, his Mondu was, like, tainted or something. <laughs> yeah, he had no teeth either. He had, like, his fucking tongue looked like it was in jail. <laughs> <laughs> he was a character. Right. Yeah. So the war ended badly for Germany, who was forced to take full responsibility for the war and had to pay huge reparations which they finally paid off in 2010 wow yeah 2010 they actually took some time off from paying it um the repayment was suspended by hitler in 1933 and wasn't actually restarted until reunification in 1990 the total cost was about 269 billion uh deutschmarks or around 96,000 tons of gold 
Jesus, that's a lot of sauerkraut. Yeah, it's pretty fucking, <laughs> a lot of fucking uh, Bavarian cream out there, <laughs> shelling it out. <laughs> so after the loss of the Great War, uh, Germany was forced to sign the Treaty of Versailles, uh, where the Allies forced the German government to pay those huge reparations that economically depressed Germany. Uh, this also forced Germany to have a very, very stunted military and no air force. Uh, a new party would be formed known as the German Workers' Party. Now, this party would later be renamed the National Socialist German Workers' Party or Nazi Party. Right. So after the Great Depression, the Nazi Party picked up steam in German politics and Hitler became chancellor in 1933. This led to mass persecution of uh, certain groups in Germany, especially the Jewish population. Now, this lasted until the end of World War II in Europe, when the U.S. and Russia raced to end the war by meeting in Berlin. From 1933 to 1945, the Nazis benefited greatly from being in power, especially Nazi scientists and engineers, whose research and industry benefited them from forced human testing and slave labor. Now, after the war, many Nazis were tried and executed at Nuremberg. Now, uh, here's kind of where the conspiracies start, which is right after the war uh, and the time leading up to war. Okay. And two of which have been tr uh, proven true. Uh, I have some fun ones like afterward. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you've obviously heard of Operation Paperclip, yep. correct? Yep, we have. So as uh, the Russians and the Americans were racing towards Berlin, they began gobbling up important Nazi research, but more importantly, Nazi scientists many of which were not tried uh, and sentenced as they rightly really should have been for those crimes against humanities that they committed. Uh, there's some pretty famous uh, examples of uh, Nazi scientists like coming to America. Uh, Werner Braun Braun is probably the most famous. He was actually head of the NASA um, during the moon missions. Hmm. If you believe that actually happened. Yeah, if you believe that we went to the moon. So. <laughs> he might just be famous for being a really good, uh, what, cinematographer? Yeah. <laughs> He's actually just a fucking director of movies. <laughs> what if that's what he actually was when he was a Nazi? Is he ran a movie theater? Like, that's that was his only job, and they brought him over there to to film the moon landing. But they tell he yeah. tells everybody he's a scientist. They actually did have a pretty big industry of uh, Nazi propaganda movies. Hmm. So I feel like I've seen um, a few of them. Uh, back when uh, History Channel was basically a Nazi channel. Yeah, World War II Nazis and <laughs> fucking Armageddon. That's all it was. Bring back the aliens. I like the aliens one. That yeah. little, uh, when they wouldn't quit playing alien stuff. Yeah, well shit, I mean, that's all it is right now. It's is that it? and that fucking, uh, what's that? That island that they're trying to find the buried treasure. Oh, Oak Island, right? Oak Island. Yeah. yeah. Where the Holy Grail supposed to be? Yeah. You can't even watch that fucking channel anymore. <laughs> I used to love watching that Monster Quest, uh, Monster Quest show. I think you were living here with me when it was airing. I fucking love yeah. that show. Even though it's like ninety nine percent of them were just bullshit. It was just kind of fun to be like, "Ooh, here's a reptilian monster with like seventeen me mechanical legs walking around in the swamps <laughs> of Louisiana." Like, ah, uh, ah, uh, maybe, maybe not. I, I don't think so. 
Yeah, that's what I don't like about Ancient Aliens is like that first season was really good. Like they had like really good stuff. And then after that, they just kind of were grabbing at straws, just kind of <laughs> trying to figure shit out. I mean, there's only so much shit you can talk about and just just say it was aliens. Like you can't you can't be like, well, I went to McDonald's and they messed up my order. It was aliens. God damn it. I know it. Like, sir, it's just a guy who doesn't care about his job. Who built the Statue of Liberty? I don't know. Do you know? Could have been aliens. <laughs> so uh, they import uh, the Nazi scientists to the United States and the Soviet Union, uh, really fueled uh, later on the Cold War arms race. Uh, nuclear weapons, uh, basically all the stuff that we have possibly could have benefited from these scientists coming over. Hmm. Hey, don't forget to thank the uh, video game world, Phil. Because think of how many less video games there'd be if we didn't have the Cold War. Because a lot of them love love to use that as like a... A backdrop. Yeah, basically. Like, ooh, it's so secretive and there's something secret government shit going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of movies and TV shows, too. Right. Really, uh, really, a really big boost for uh, <laughs> Call fucking of Duty. entertainment. Call of Duty. Dude. Yeah. So uh, the second one I'm going to go into is another obvious one you mentioned uh, escape to South America. Now, many high and low level Nazis uh, and their families escaped to South America. Now, according to history.com, who I just shit on like five minutes ago, Brazil took in between uh, 1,500 and 2,000 Nazi war criminals, while between 500 and 1,000 settled in Chile. However, by far the largest number, as many as 5,000, relocated to Argentina. <laughs> So are you telling me that one village in Argentina where there's all white people with blue eyes, they're, they're probably Nazis who went there? Well, descendants of Nazis. There yeah. are actually Bavarian villages in Argentina <laughs> that are full of white people, like German descendants. I know, but uh, it, it just is like, can you imagine if you're in Argentina and you're just traveling and all of a sudden it's just like, a white person village with blue eyes. I would think they're like demons or something. That'd be yeah, terrifying. It's a little, it's a little weird. <laughs> so Argentina stayed neutral during World War II, and Argentine President Juan Perón set up escape routes in Europe to his country, making Argentina uh, the safe haven for Nazis and Nazi collaborators. Now, Juan Perón did this because of his leaning towards socialism and his following of Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini. But also, he very much wanted the same thing that the Americans and the Russians wanted, Nazi scientists. Now, he wanted Argentina to become a haven for escaping Nazis to elevate his own country's standing in the world. Okay. Uh, That's actually, uh, I mean, I'm not saying it's morally right, but it's very smart. Yeah, I mean, they had, um, well, I mean, Creep It Real just did that really good. I mentioned them two weeks in a row, but they just did that really good. Operation Paperclip won, and they were a plethora of Nazi scientists to go around. Oh, yeah. Like, well, I mean, okay, let's see what Argentina probably has now. Um, I'm guessing one of their scientists created Beaches Resort, maybe. Does that you think that exists there? <laughs> or Sandals? He created the Sandals <laughs> Beach Resort Empire? <laughs> it is an evil empire, so. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard it's basically like slave fucking labor in those things. <laughs> you go there and they make you fucking serve other people <laughs> drinks. <laughs> Why does my like, bar? Oh, yeah, you get 
It's like bar bartender, or why does my bartender have a chain on his leg? Oh, it's it's just it's just part of uh, the history of Argentina. We want you to make make you feel culturally uh, uh, at home here. Come to Sandals Beach Resort. Five days of vacation and two months of work. <laughs> <laughs> Many high level Nazis escaped justice in South America. Chief among them, Doctor Joseph Mengele, nicknamed the Angel of Death for the horrific experiments he undertook and oversaw at the Nazi death camp Auschwitz. Now, Joseph Mengele escaped to Argentina in 1949 and would later move to Brazil, where he would eventually die of drowning off the coast of Brazil. And hopefully his corpse was torn apart and raped by sharks. (laughs) I'm guessing he was uh, caught by a sandals resort and then diced up into a very nice... Uh, gumbo by none other than Chef Ramsay. Um, so, yeah. God damn it, he showed up again. <laughs> no, so my favorite podcast, uh, last podcast on the left, did a three-part series about Joseph Mengele. And holy fuck, that guy was fucked up. Like, he is, like, if you listen to the second part, it goes to, like, into all what he did at Auschwitz. He basically, like, uh... You know, he'd watch the prisoners and then tell them which way if they're being killed or enslaved or whatever. And then he he liked to experiment on twins and all of that. It's just he's fucked. Like he's really fucked. He's like the one that definitely shouldn't have escaped. Like he's bad. Yeah, there is a conspiracy that he may have been doing his um, experiments on twins and on children in Argentina. I believe it's him. Ugh. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, if you're that, like, fucked up like he is, like, how are you going to just stop that? Yeah. Um, Another thing that happened is the influx of uh, Germans into Argentina, the former Nazis. They really, like, kind of took control of local governments and were almost kind of vying for power against Juan Perón and uh, the leadership in Argentina. So, (laughs) like, they almost could have set up another like Nazi Germany in South America. Well, that plan kind of backfired on them. Yeah. (laughs) I think, well, they were, a lot of them were all old too. So, Oh, gotcha. Like most of them didn't live much longer past the (laughs) sixties. Famously, another one, the Israeli secret service known as Mossad were trying for years to capture and bring to justice escaped Nazis uh, and even captured Adolf Eichmann in 1960. Uh, the man who masterminded the transport of millions of Jews to concentration camps. They smuggled him back to Israel so that he could stand trial for his war crimes. Uh, This was made into many books and films, including the recent movie Operation Finale, which I actually saw and uh, was pretty good. Okay. I've never heard of it, but uh, if it's in regards to that, that sounds pretty uh, pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it's mostly about the uh, Mossad Secret Service agents. Uh, the team that went to Argentina and tried to capture him. So okay, all right. Uh, so here are some uh, some of the good ones. Um, escape to Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> now, one of the major conspiracies that has emerged about the Nazis is that they spent years exploring the continent of Antarctica and even built a secret base uh, in the ice uh, of the frozen continent, building dry docks in large dugout caves for their submarines and even runways for their Luftwaffe jet-propelled fighters, bombers, and transports. 
I was uh, I was hoping you were going to mention this one because this is the main one that I've heard. I actually think Ancient Aliens did an episode <laughs> talking about this. Of course this. they did. And uh uh yeah, they're supposed to be they yeah, ride their submarines underneath Antarctica and come up in their big base there and they're waiting. They're just planning and then they're going to uh make the fourth Reich rise and take over the world or whatever. Ooh, you're getting a little in a little out of me. Oh, so oh. the the Nazis I said to have escaped to the frozen bases, um, mostly to escape allies and uh, the justice that they never served, uh, and are biding their time and building their numbers and forces up for an eventual return to the world stage and prominent. Okay, all so, right. Yeah, I feel okay. Yeah, even if even if they did this, like how are they making enough military forces? within Antarctica to then come out and take over the world. They'd have to be making, like, fucking Transformers or some shit under there. Like, you know what I mean? I I, I, I just don't see it. Well, you got to realize Antarctica is, like, an untapped continent full of resources. Um, if you can get underneath the ice and actually get, like, the metals, um, all of the... Like, Antarctica used to be, like, much further north and much warmer. So you got to assume that they have coal, they have oil probably, all those metals. So you're saying that they need a healthy dose of freedom up there. Yeah, Antarctica <laughs> might be getting some freedom once all the ice melts. <laughs> um, I remember back when I was maybe like 19, um, I read this book and it was like, uh, fuck, what was it? Like top 10 wonders or myths or something like that. And my favorite one is still one of my favorite ones, and we'll probably end up doing an episode about it sometime. Is that underneath the ice on Antarctica is actually where Atlantis is? Like a long time ago, that's where Atlantis was, and then they it got frozen over during a polarity shift on the uh, on Earth, and like that's where the remnants of Atlantis is. Could be. I mean, we have no idea what's under all. So. Well, I know Nazis have have that weird, like, belief that something with aliens and the Atlanteans were real and the the Aryans were real and blah, 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 blah. Like, they're different hierarchies of an alien race and all this shit. Yeah, the Nazis were really looking for any kind of leg up on the competition. So they they searched the Earth for any crazy fucking supernatural shit they could find. I know. They all... Also went after a bunch of technology too. So yeah. So um yeah, I'm gonna say I don't really think they're hiding under there. Or here's the other thing: if you have a base in there, you gotta keep warm somehow. Wouldn't that eventually just melt all the ice from underneath, and then it cave in on you or something? Uh, it would. I mean, you gotta think like thermal dynamics. Like that, all of that ice would keep itself. So I don't really think it would like melt the ice around it if you vented out the heat that would might keep it you know keep it a little cooler too well they maybe they have a base like on empire strikes back and hoth like like that base yeah <laughs> if they also have tong tongs too it'd be pretty cool <laughs> what if they come out of their little like thousands of nazis on tauntauns just just marching into war that'd be amazing 
<laughs> they would have to have walkers too. That'd be great. <laughs> so, so speaking of Antarctica, another version of this conspiracy says that the Nazis were exploring the continent of Antarctica, but not to set up bases for world domination and eventual retreat, but in fact, to find the secret opening to the hollow earth where the Nazis found and eventually escaped to following their defeat by the hands of the Allies. I mean, that'd be a good place to hide, wouldn't it? Yeah, um, I don't really want to go into a ton of uh because this is going to be its own fucking episode someday. Oh, yeah. But um, it's really big. I mean, if, if you've ever heard of the story of Admiral Byrd, who claims to have taken an airplane down into the Hollow Earth and yeah. met the civilizations, like, inside... It's pretty crazy. We've we have talked about it before. But. So, do you think the Green Children of uh, Wolf Pit is that what it was? Are they actually yeah. SS officers? Uh, that was a little long ago. For them to be <laughs> SS officers, but <laughs> maybe time runs differently inside the Earth, though. Oh, it could be. They could be in the future down there. Who knows? <laughs> so, as the story goes, Hitler realized inside of his Berlin bunker that the war was lost. Uh, he is said to have entered an underground tunnel, supposedly, according to conspiracy, to travel to an airstrip uh, and entered an unmarked plane that took him and his entourage uh, way down south, down to the South Pole. So after the Russians stormed Berlin, Hitler was going underground to get in his plane, and then they saw a giant jet blue airliner taking off, and they didn't think anything of it? Yeah, uh, if it was JetBlue, it would have crashed. Before. <laughs> is that a crashing one? Jet Blue. Is that a crashing one? I thought JetBlue is a good one. Is JetBlue a good one? I always heard bad things about JetBlue. Really? I always hear, yeah. uh, obviously, Spirit, and then uh, Sun Country, Frontier. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, Malaysian Air, is it Malaysian Airlines is the one that crashed, I think? Yeah, they're the ones that went lost out in the Pacific. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, he flew to the South Pole. Okay, so that's supposedly where he's hiding. Into the Hollow Earth. Ah, okay. Yeah. Him and his entourage escaped to the Hollow Earth, uh, and they were taken in by the civilizations inside the Hollow Earth. Okay. Now, this goes along with other theories about Adolf Hitler's dead body, and the theory that the corpse found was actually a body double, and not that of the German Chancellor. Also, it's said that missing from Italy and Germany were 2,000 high-level Nazi scientists that the Allies couldn't find, and about a million Germans. A of million. whom it's theorized. Yep. Uh, over a million in this conspiracy are said to have uh, fled Germany and Italy. And it's theorized that um, they escaped the consequences of the war to the hidden Hollow Earth civilizations inhabiting the Hollow Earth. Okay, well, if they've been hiding down there this whole time, then, you know, maybe we should be worried. Yeah, uh, if it's a million Germans, that's quite a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine all the fucking uh, bratwurst cooking and the sauerkraut everywhere and the Bavarian cream pies everywhere and the beer everywhere? They're just having a great time. Now we know where Gordon Ramsay is between episodes. (laughs) Can you imagine a hipster being like, Oh, yeah, you go over to Germany for Oktoberfest? Nah, bro. You got to go in the hollow earth for fucking Oktoberfest. That's where the real party is, dude. (laughs) Yeah, I've been there. 
You probably haven't heard of it, but <laughs> I just know these things. It's it's really low key. They don't like to invite you normies there. <laughs> so as I mentioned, uh, the Nazis would have escaped to the hollow under the protection of already living. Now these people are thought to be Aryan looking, and also they pilot uh, saucer like crafts. Uh, which would be where the Nazis got the design and technical know-how for creating Diglaka or the yep. Nazi bell, yep. which we mentioned in previous episodes. <laughs> We've talked about that bitch about 90 times now. Yeah, it feels like it. <laughs> uh, now, Diglaka could be used to transport escaped Nazis through time, space, or possibly even to other dimensions. Oh, With Diglaka the Nazis could have traveled into different points in time to attempt to change the future of Germany without us ever knowing that anything had changed at all. Possibly also traveling through parallel dimensions, trying to find a new home where the Third Reich conquered the world. Okay. All right. I mean, yeah, I suppose. Uh, isn't that kind of a... What's that Amazon show that I can never finish watching? Um, where that happens, where the Nazis win the war? Oh, Man in the High Castle? Yeah, Man in the High Castle. Yeah, yeah I've actually heard really good things about that. Uh, it's where German and Japan invaded the United States, and it sparked a Cold War between them. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. I've heard it gets really weird, though, in later seasons. Um, so I was just envisioning in my head, can you imagine Star Trek? But they're all Nazis on there. They How actually, if you ever watched uh, Star Trek Enterprise, at the end of the season, it got kind of wonky. And they did go through a parallel dimension in the show. And instead of uh, like the humans being nice to the Vulcans when they landed, the humans actually boarded the Vulcan craft, took it back to Vulcan, and took over the planet. Oh, okay. So Picard yeah, so, got a little feisty, huh? Yeah. No, it wasn't Picard. It was oh. uh, so the feder the Federation was never formed. It was actually an empire. They called it the Terran Empire. Ah, uh, gotcha. As I said, the show got a little wonky. <laughs> so lastly, the Nazis could have taken these crafts uh, to the secret base on the dark side of the moon, where the Nazis would find safe haven from persecution and be able to build up their strength for an eventual invasion of Earth by the descendants of the Nazis, who would attempt to take over the Earthlings and create the next great German Empire, the Fourth Reich. Okay, alright, so they just keep getting colder and colder, so they start out in, like, the theories of warm climate, you know, South America, and then they go to Antarctica, and then the South Pole, and now the dark side of the moon, that's, uh, that's very yeah. cold there. And we have no idea how warm and cold the hollow earth is, it does have that mini sun in the moon, so ah, who knows? right, right, <laughs> they've been lying to us about that whole core thing so yeah. here's the real question how did they get to the center of the earth if the earth is flat answer that one atheist yeah it's a good question <laughs> fucking checkmate <laughs> <laughs> um wow okay well we don't really know what the dark side of the moon looks like right no we well i mean we've taken pictures of it but they do claim that nasa's photoshopped a lot of the pictures they've taken of it yeah uh, to get rid of the secret bases and during the moon landings, there is a lot of speculation that the astronauts did see part uh, flying saucers on the moon. Okay. So All this right. kind of goes along with that. If you don't believe that, they'll be alien. 
I guess. But so they had flying saucers, probably with like later hosen drying on a clothing line outside. And they're like something yeah. is fishy. Okay, then we bring back the hipster, and he says, "Dude, I went to this really low key place. I know you've never heard of it, but it was on the dark side of the moon. Coolest <laughs> Oktoberfest ever." <laughs> it was great. It was great. I I wish they I could have taken you, but you know they uh, had schnitzel and fat Bavarian chicks everywhere. Awesome. <laughs> Everyone had fucking what's that fucking haircut all the hipsters have now? The that tight up top fucking haircut. Uh the samurai thing. The samurai. Is bun? that what it is? I keep yeah. I keep seeing that shit. Or, or the is that- like the the Peaky Blinders haircut, or like the. The like Boardwalk Empire haircut where it's like uh, shaved on the side and slicked back. Yeah, that one. That's yeah. the one. The one that looks like it's every fucking fucking Nazi movie. <laughs> oh, Hitler <laughs> Youth. The Hitler Youth haircut. Yeah. The Hitler Youth haircut. That's actually yeah. That's a better description. <laughs> they'll so t- uh, they'll tell you it's that? they'll tell you it's a fucking uh, like nineteen twenties haircut, but we all know yeah. what it is. Yeah, people used to wear this in the 1920s, but I was kind of wearing it before them, like before it was cool. So, <laughs> so actually, this is going to be finally, uh, of course, to top it all off, our old buddy Barry Satiro, the socialist time-traveling reptilian, went back in time to smuggle the Nazis off the planet ah, yep. to, yep. of course... His secret base on the planet Mars. <laughs> okay, so now now the Nazis are on Mars. Okay, yeah. so now we got to get Hipster back in here. And he says, <laughs> guys, like, I know you guys are like, oh, cool, German Oktoberfest. But, like, I went to fucking Mars and, like, it was the sweetest Oktoberfest ever. They had locally sourced avocado toast. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, last weekend, I actually saw, like, it isn't just a myth. I actually saw it in person, avocado toast. Like, I, I witnessed it up close. And... I didn't try it, but I will say this. It doesn't look that bad. But now, because you've made fun of it so much, I can't even try it. I'm too scared yeah. to try it. With their avocado toast. You might turn into one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, I like oh, this I was gonna one. Say, I was going to say he did this really quick. He did this because he was, uh, of course, a member of the Illuminati. And that organization was started in Bavaria known as the Bavarian Illuminati. So ah. that would be the reasoning for it, just to top it off. Okay. Well, could we could we also uh, do this? If Barry Satiro is a reptilian shapeshifter, could he t- be taking them to either Saturn or N- Nibiru? Could he be taking, he'd taken the Nazis to one of those two planets and hit them? Jesus, are we throwing Nibiru in this too? Holy shit. <laughs> hey. I'll have to remember that next time. Hey, you know what? We can do whatever we want. <laughs> if there's Nazis on true. Mars, then there's Nazis. They can be anywhere. Um, so I want to ask you real quick, uh, just going down all the list I mentioned, uh, do you find any uh, credence in any of these or <laughs> – you know, and you have any favorites? I should ask that. You have any favorites of these? Well, okay, we your the Argentina thing or South America thing is confirmed. Like we know that's real and all that. But the wonky ones, um, 
You know what? I think I like the dark side of the moon. Uh, that actually feels like it could be like a really good Spielberg movie movie. Um, but yeah, there have, there have been a ton of shitty movies made about that. (laughs) But do I really epically bad, but I, do I really think like they actually made it there on any of these? No, not at all. The closest one could be Antarctica, but I just don't think it would be physically possible to keep living there without anybody noticing. Although I felt like I've heard recently that Russia's trying to do something like that, right? Um, so there's always like a group of people living in Antarctica, um, like during the summer months, I guess. Um, there are people living in Antarctica, but they get it's not like they live there permanently. They get swapped out. But I'm saying um, I, I haven't heard anything about the Russians, though. I thought I thought I'd heard a, a maybe it's just a wild rumor that they were looking into making like a military base uh in the ice in Antarctica or like underneath it or like something like that. I, I don't know. I it gets probably just like, you know, propaganda or just made up bullshit anyway, but yeah, I I I would give almost all of these uh I'll do one percent. We'll do one percent? That's we fair. We can't do zero percent. So we <laughs> we gotta give it one percent. That's basically zero percent, but we'll give it one percent. Um how about you, Phil? What do you think? Uh, well, with the exception of Paperclip and South America, which actually have been proven true, um, I'm going to say I'll give everything 1% also, and I'm going to give uh, Antarctica 2% just because it's feasible. Right. I just, and it I, exists. <laughs> are we sure it exists? Is it confirmed to exist, Phil? I don't know. I've never seen it, and I've never been there, so... Yep. Just like uh, just like Pittsburgh, I've never been there, so I don't know if it's a real place or not. I think like you can kind of smell it from Minnesota, <laughs> so I do think Pittsburgh exists. Well, how but... come you didn't enlist on there that the Nazis fled to Pittsburgh and then became the Pittsburgh Steelers? Is that, that makes a lot of sense, actually. <laughs> I feel like the the Germans would be really smart, but I don't know if they'd be good at football. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Um, That's possible. I mean, they were pretty known for their athletics too. That's true. I don't think Mean Joe Green is a Nazi. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> he's like the meanest looking, biggest dude, but he's like a fucking giant teddy bear or whatever. Um, so, uh, but yeah, basically, I don't think. I'm pretty sure the Nazis, outside of like stupid skinheads in the you know, United States or whatever. I think they're, they're pretty much gone. Um, uh, anyway, so if anybody has any more locales where, uh, the Nazis could be hiding, or if you think any of these are true, where can they, uh, where can they contact us at Phil? Uh, they can hit us up on our email, subliminal D podcast at gmail.com. Uh, get a hold of us. We like hearing from our uh, fans out there. Also, if you've got any stories about hipsters that you want to relay to us, you know, just uh, go ahead and hit us up there. Also, um, on Instagram, Subliminal Deception Podcast. That's actually the best way to get a hold of us. Um, we have also have our own personal ones. I've got SD Pod Phil, which I never check and don't <laughs> post to. Cody, you've got some? Uh, yeah, you can add my personal one at Cody's Above. You can add my other podcast at, at Bumblebutt Podcast on Instagram. 
Um, I actually really like that hipster idea, Phil. We should, uh, that'd be amazing if people just started telling us like hipster spotting and like what they were doing. That'd be fucking hilarious. Well, I'll tell you what, if we get enough of them or whatever, if we even get a couple, we'll read that on the air because, uh, Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If we get, honestly, please post pictures with it, like attach pictures. But if we even get one. I swear to God, we'll read it. (laughs) Just please don't make it up. You have it be a real sighting. So um, anyway, the last thing we need you guys to do is to log on to iTunes and uh, leave us a five star view. Doesn't matter what you say. Doesn't you can type whatever you want. You can type your favorite um, side dish to go with your avocado toast. Doesn't matter. Just as long as it's five stars. Even if you want to write a negative review, just make sure it's five stars. But uh, anyway, Phil, uh, I think you did an amazing job. This is going to be a really fun episode. I think people are going to have uh, a lot of giggles, you know, throughout this episode. And uh, otherwise, yeah, we will. It was, a good uh, one. it was definitely a good one. Uh, otherwise, guys, we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. 